0: according to John chapter 20 and uh, I'm going to read a few verses of Scripture in your hearing I just want to share with you something that I think perhaps will be a blessing to you I get excited anytime we open the word of the Lord because opening the word of the Lord allows us to to hear what thus saith the Lord and uh, so from John chapter 20 beginning with verse 11 The scripture says this, but but Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. I just want to talk to you about recognizing Jesus. Recognizing Jesus. Could you lift your voices with me and ask the Lord to bless the word on this Sunday night. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the presence of God we feel. We pray that you'll touch every soul. Help us. Help us to receive the Word of God into our hearts. God, Your Word is like no other. It is above all things. You have magnified Your Word even above Your name. God, we accept Your Word. We seek to obey Your Word, to be transformed by Your Word. Let it be, God, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. And amen. You may be seated this evening in the name of the Lord. One of the great realities of the scripture that really has an impact on the character of the word and the nature of the word throughout, especially as it relates, of course, to Israel and even to the church, is the fact that. That the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah, that would step into the world, it was understood that the Messiah would usher in a the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And, And it was understood that that this kingdom would be above all kingdoms, that there would be no equal to it. This was understood. You understand that the the rock that was hewn out of the mountain without hands that struck the very feet of the great statue in Nebuchadnezzar's vision, that rock replaced that statue, that image, and then that rock grew from a rock to a mountain and it filled the whole earth. And Daniel interpreted that dream to explain that this was in fact the way that the kingdom of God in heaven would operate. And so it was understood that when Messiah came, he would usher in a new kingdom. Uh, But what was not understood and that Jesus stressed in his ministry was that that kingdom would be in us. It, it, It would start in us. He would put that kingdom inside of us before that kingdom would be Something tangible, it would be something spiritual. And so he would explain to them that the kingdom of heaven is within you. And and I'm not going to overthrow Caesar. And I'm not going to start a war with his troops. And I'm I'm not even going to call legions of angels to come and take me off the cross when they nail me to it. All of these things that look like defeat are not defeat at all but they are a part of fulfilling the prophecies of ancient times and and so they wanted him to come in on a stallion and he came in on a donkey they wanted him to be dressed in regal garments and royal robes instead he was dressed in uh, in very modest and and very plain clothes in fact the Bible says there was no form nor comeliness, that we should desire him. There was was nothing about him that would be appealing to the natural flesh. He was an individual, unlike so many who want to establish an empire. And I want you to know he didn't come to establish an empire. He came to establish a kingdom. And you've got to know the difference between personal empires and the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible said that when he came, he did not take upon himself the form of a king. He took upon himself the form of a servant, and he made himself of no reputation. I, I, want, I want to make sure we understand that. He made himself of no reputation. This means that he took, he took pains to ensure there was no fleshly human reputation. That would, that would outweigh the purposes wherewith he came to, to fulfill. And so he would tell people. There were many times he would heal people, and then he'd be like, don't tell anybody that just happened. He'd open people's blind eyes and say, don't, don't make sure you don't tell a soul that I just opened their blind eyes. And of course, the writers are like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then they're like making sure they get every detail of it down When he's he's on ascended up into glory, I'm telling the world all about this. But what he was trying to do was he was trying to make sure people didn't get it mixed up. That they didn't fall in love with the human ideal of, of a king on earth. But instead that they were able to be embracing of the reality of what he really came to do, which is to put inside of us something that's bigger than anything this world has ever known. You know, if if we had been in his position, my goodness, can you imagine what we would have done if if we would have taken five loaves and two fish and blessed them, broke them, multiplied them? I'd have been taking pictures of every last one of them, posting it on Instagram, hashtag miracle, hashtag five loaves, hashtag two fish. (laughs) But Jesus wasn't that way. Jesus was making himself of no reputation, and he was ensuring that you and I had it right, that we got it straight, that it wasn't about, it wasn't about the flesh of the man. It was about what he came to do, and, and so it was easy for people not to recognize him for who he was, and even for his disciples who followed him, walked with him, lived with him, uh, they, they, they ministered alongside him. They, they hung on every word that he spoke. They were there when he fed the five thousand. They were there when he raised Lazarus from the dead. They were there when the woman touched him who had the, the touched the hem of his garment that had the issue of blood. They were there when he healed the centurion's son. He, they were there when he did these wonderful miracles, and they saw him and they knew him and they longed to follow him. And they cast aside their nets and they took up their cross. And there were so many, so many things that were that were a part of their walk with God that that were just truly amazing, and and yet we see incredulously in several passages of Scripture that after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they simply did not know who He was. They simply did not know who He was, And, and the fact is He had a resurrected body. I don't, I don't know to what extent that resurrected body changed his natural visage. I don't know exactly what that looked like. I don't know what he looked like before he was resurrected. So I, I, I of course, don't know what he looked like after he was resurrected. I don't know if it was a perception problem that, in the sense that he looked differently. Or if it was a perception problem in the sense that they simply could not believe what had just happened and had forgotten all about the fact that he was going to rise from the dead. Once you get it in your head that things are going to happen a certain way, it's really hard to break yourself away from that. Grief can change the way you see reality. And you can live your life and, and have your plans and consider that this is how it's going to happen and that's how it's going to happen and it's going to be this way and you can't wait and you've got all the ducks lined up in an order and you have all your plans in place and you look forward to living it all out only to have everything upended by some kind of unforeseen tragedy. Can you imagine the kind of tragic Feeling that overcame the disciples of Jesus Christ who expected Him to overthrow the, the, the tyrannical government that, that surrounded them? Can you imagine the, 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 the tragic, overwhelming nature of events as they unfolded? The trauma that was experienced as Jesus was led away like a lamb to the slaughter. If they think... In their minds, no matter how many times he tried to tell them it wasn't going to happen like that. I don't know if they thought he was being modest or if they thought he was being metaphorical, but he was trying to explain to them this is a kingdom that is within you. It's not going to be right now something where I march in on a white stallion. That's happening down the road. But before he can be a triumphant Christ, He's going to be a suffering Christ. Before he comes in on the white horse with ten thousands of his saints, he's going to be a lamb led to the slaughter like a sheep before his shearers is dumb. He's going to open not his mouth. And can you imagine the trauma that surrounded these disciples as they watched Jesus just simply lay his life down? Having all power to respond, he could have at any moment called upon some kind of an intrusion into these circumstances, and never did, he, never did he do it because he wasn't here to make of himself any reputation. He wasn't here to make himself some great king in the, in the form of other kings of old. He was here to truly overcome death, hell, and the grave. He wasn't trying to get rich. He wasn't trying to get famous. He wasn't trying to get the approval of mankind. He was trying to save souls from death. And so when he went to the cross, it was a total shock to the system because even though he had told them that it it was going to happen and he had shared with them that this temple would be destroyed and it was clear he was talking about his body, but that it would be raised up in three days. It was clear he was talking about a resurrection. He, he told them these things, and they, and yet they, in their minds, they were just married to the idea that, that he's, gonna, he's going to rise up against the he's gonna rise up against the powers that be one day and he's gonna overthrow all of this. But he doesn't do it the way people do it. And he doesn't do it the way kings of this earth do it. He doesn't do it the way the militaries of society and history have done it. No, no. No, Jesus puts something on the inside of an individual. Hallelujah. He puts something down deep in the heart of an individual and begins to change them from the inside out. He arrests the principalities and the powers. He goes to the heart of the matter. He subdues all the devils and demons that are attacking and haunting them. And he brings those things under subjection. That's how Jesus takes authority. Hallelujah. But they were shocked. They were stunned. That's why Peter grabbed his sword and was ready. He just starts chopping folks' ears off. And he's ready to go to battle right now because he he feels like it's time to rise up. And that's not how Jesus operates. Jesus said, put that thing away before you cut everybody's ears off and poke everybody's eyes out. Just you need to put that thing away. That's not how I operate. But they were shocked, they were traumatized because it didn't happen the way they were expecting it to happen. They cast their nets aside, took up their crosses, followed him, and there he is, nailed to an old rugged cross, brought to an open shame, bleeding, bruised, wounded, chastised, rejected, despised, ridiculed, stricken and smitten and afflicted. There he is. He is nailed to a cross, and in their flesh, they thought it was all over. And I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, there are going to be many times in your life where the way you think it's going to happen, it's not going to happen that way. And all the plans you have in place, it's not going to come to pass that way. And all of the things that you wish it would be like, it may not be like that. Ask Joseph, who saw in the dream himself ascending and and his brethren all bowing toward him, uh, allegorically looking to him, and he was exalted and he just thought, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it is going to be great. Well, it wasn't so great. It involved a lot of ups and downs It involved a lot of pits and despairing and a lot of despondency and a lot of brokenness and false accusation and on and on the story of his life went until it did come to pass but it didn't come to pass the way he thought it would and and the blessing in your life is not going to come to pass the way you think it will oh but when it comes it's gonna have so much depth and so much richness and so much glory associated with it but It's important that you hold on to your faith in what the Word actually says so that when the tough times come, you don't miss out on what God is trying to do in your life and that you don't miss Jesus when you see Him. It's easy to be so consumed with grief. It's easy to be so traumatized by circumstances that Jesus can go walking by and you don't even see Him. It happened over and over in the scriptures. Simon Peter, the last time that he really went fishing, Jesus had said, you cast down your net, I'll make you a fisher of men. Well, now Jesus is dead. Jesus is buried. And, and Simon Peter said, I'd go a-fishing. And he goes fishing. And while he's fishing, Jesus is standing in the morning on the shore. And he calls out to his disciples and they didn't know who he was. They had walked with him and didn't know who he was. They had talked with him and didn't know who he was. They believed his word before but didn't know who he was. They shouted and worshipped and danced and glorified. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of us now. How many times have you been in his presence? But when he's standing on the shore of your life after the most tumultuous and traumatic experiences of life and you don't know who he is, Jesus is standing there in the morning sun on the shore of your life's experiences giving you new direction for a new day with new hope and new joy. This is what Jesus called out to them. They had fished all night and caught nothing. He said, cast your net on the other side And when they cast their net on the right side of the ship, the Bible said they brought in a drought of fishes they never dreamed would be possible. They couldn't even bring it into the boat. They had a hard time. The nets were breaking. It was such an amazing drought of fish. And that's when they realized it's Jesus. The miracle that has come into my life. Nobody can do something like that except Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I've come to preach to somebody today who might have come through some trauma who might have come through some tragedy who might come through some kind of a problem in your life that causes everything to shift causes your focus to shift causes your understanding of God to change causes your perception of reality to to maybe even get distorted to the point that when you look upon Jesus you don't even know who he is anymore you thought the kingdom was going to come like this or like that and it didn't there was more blood than you expected there to be. There was more death than you expected there to be. There was more humiliation than you expected there to be. It was more traumatic than you expected it to be. It It was more dark than you thought it would ever be. The earth quaked more violently than you expected the earth to quake. You didn't expect the veil to be rent in the temple from the top to the bottom. You didn't expect those things to happen. But they did happen. They did happen. And it was all a part of the plan, just not your plan. But Jesus rose from the dead I know it got dark but he rose from the dead I know the sun went black but he rose from the dead I know the earth did quake but he rose from the dead I know it got more problematic and more difficult and more and more difficult than you expected it ever to get but he rose from the dead remember that he rose from the dead no matter what you're going through right now keep it in your mind Jesus rose from the dead he did with power with glory triumphing over death hell and the grave with victory in his wings Jesus rose up from the dead hallelujah he said I am the resurrection and I am the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live hallelujah that I may know him in the fellowship of his suffering and in the power of his resurrection hallelujah he rose from the dead jesus rose from the dead thank god thank god he rose from the dead and that's exactly what you can expect in your life though the nail prints may be real thomas said i won't believe unless i see those nail prints They said, they were trying to tell Thomas, we were in the room. The doors were shut. We were all just standing there. And all of a sudden, Jesus is standing in the midst of us saying, peace be unto you. And Thomas said, yeah, 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 good story. I won't believe unless I see the nail prints in his hand and touch them with my finger. I won't believe unless I see the the wound in his side and I put my hand in the wound. He was really kind of overstating it he was being as hyperbolic as possible like that would never happen oh don't tempt God thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God don't make me come down there and show you my scars don't make me come down there and show you exactly what you need to see so that you can believe he loved Thomas enough to show him exactly what he needed to see in order to believe hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. There were two disciples that were, that were walking down the road to Emmaus. And while they were walking down the road to Emmaus, they are, they are talking about the events that took place in Jerusalem. Jesus happens upon the conversation. Three days earlier, he had been nailed to a cross. Three days earlier, he had said, it is finished. Three days earlier, he had given up the ghost. Three days earlier he had commended his spirit and now he is on a road to Emmaus with these disciples and they are talking to him about what had occurred however many days ago when Jesus was crucified and Jesus is walking along and he said, what is it you're talking about? They said, don't you, are you a stranger here? Hasn't anybody told you about an old rugged cross? About Jesus, the Messiah, who was nailed to the cross. We all thought he was going to be the king of kings. We all thought he was going to be the king of the Jews. We all thought he was going to give his power and cause his glory to shine among men. Oh man, but it got bad. It got real bad. And they're talking to Jesus, the one that they're speaking of hallelujah but they didn't recognize him the Bible says this the Bible says their eyes were holden that they would not recognize him they didn't see him for who he was I'm gonna tell you something you can be interacting with the will of God in your life and be blinded by your grief and by the trauma you've experienced You can be walking along through a normal everyday experience and the whole time God is with you. Hallelujah. Don't tell me God isn't with you. God is with you. He's walking with you. He's walking down the streets of your city with you. He's walking up and down the avenues of your everyday experience with you. You're talking to Jesus and don't even know who you're talking to eyes are holding and and the Bible says that they just keep on talking and they keep on walking you know that had to be fun I I, I know one of our missionaries told a a funny story of of uh, some folks he got on the plane with they didn't know he spoke their language and uh and he was just having fun because they were they were saying things about him and uh and he just acted oblivious to it until finally at the end of the at the end of the plane ride, he, he spoke to them in their language and said, It's good to be with you, and God bless you. <laughs> and and uh, I know Jesus had to have a little fun with this. you know. So tell me, what do you really think about this Jesus? What do you really think about this Jesus? And, and, and they're talking and walking, not even realizing that they're speaking to the Lord of glory. And when they get to a place of parting ways, they've, they've grown comfortable enough with him that they invite him into the house to eat with them. They walk into the house. He accepts their invitation. He walks into the house with them and sits down to eat. And when he does, he breaks the bread. Glory to God. And I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. This is the bread and you and you you don't need to accept everybody who says they're of christ as as though they are of christ the bible said believe not every spirit but try the spirits whether they be of god you know how you try the spirits whether they be of god you watch how they break the bread and if they don't break the bread the way jesus broke the bread then they're not of god they've got to break the bread like jesus broke the bread you've got to rightly hallelujah divide the word of truth and when they looked at him break that bread their mind hearkened hallelujah to when 5,000 people were sitting out in a field hungry waiting for Jesus to perform one of his most beautiful miracles and he said bring me the loaves and when they brought him the loaves he blessed the loaves and he began to break the loaves and when he broke those loaves nobody breaks the bread the way Jesus breaks the bread and when Jesus breaks the bread you can know there's going to be power in that bread and there's going to be miraculous multiplying glory inside that bread. And when the disciples watched the way his hands moved, and when the disciples watched the way he sliced and diced and broke and blessed, they looked at one another, and they looked at him, and they realized, it's Jesus! You know the most tragic part of that account is that the moment they realized it was him, he vanished out of their sight. You know what I just simply don't want for people is for the moment they recognize him for him to vanish out of their sight because let me explain something to you there's coming a day when everybody shall know him when everyone shall behold him when every knee shall bow hallelujah doesn't matter how they have disregarded him or defied him or denounced him every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father but by then it's too late recognize Him don't let your grief blind you get into the bread of life open up the word of life so that the blessings He sends your way aren't something that you cast off and discount and act like they don't matter one of the passages in the Old Testament that is so interesting to me has to do with the daughter-in-law of Eli the priest. Eli the priest had he had he had become neglectful of certain things and 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 the, the lamp of God went out under his administration of the priesthood. And his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were, were rebel rousers. And they were, they were actually very uh, wicked in their activities. And, and they, were, they were... God was so displeased with them. And the Bible said that Hophni died and Phinehas died. And that the ark of God was taken. And when Eli's daughter-in-law, who was great with child, learned that her husband and her brother-in-law died. And that... that And that her father-in-law had had died. Because he fell when he learned of their death. He fell and he died. So Eli died. Hophni died. Penteas died. And the ark of God was taken. And here this young lady is. Overwhelmed with grief. And she gives birth to a baby. And the baby is a man-child. The midwives took the man-child and brought the man-child to her. And this is what they said. They said, Don't be afraid. Be of good cheer. For the Lord has given you a man child. Do you know what they were saying? They were saying, I know you've had a lot of trauma. Your husband died. Your brother-in-law died. Your father-in-law died. The ark of God was taken. I know your whole world has been turned upside down. But look at God. He has brought a new and glorious future to you. It may be small, but it's it's the blessing of the Lord. It's a man-child. Do you know what she named the boy? She named him Ichabod. She was so traumatized by everything that she had experienced that she couldn't see this little bundle of blessing as anything but but the glory of God departing from me. Don't miss the blessings that God puts in your life because you're overwhelmed with the grief you've been through. has something special for you there's a new and a glorious day awakening to you there's a wonderful blessing that God wants to bring and breathe into your world but if you're overcome by the grief of what you have just experienced, you'll miss it Mary came to the tomb she stooped down and looked in, the Bible said she saw two angels one at the head and one at the foot what's interesting about that is that that's really a picture of the holy of holies the angel one at the head and one at the foot of mercy and now she looks inside the tomb of Jesus and once again sees she sees an angel one at the head and one at the foot the difference is that the angels inside the holy of holies were standing at attention Those cherubims were were standing at attention and their their wings were pointed toward one another. And the Bible said that, that these two angels that Mary saw were not standing, they were sitting. I think that's awesome. Because they were sitting... Due to the fact that the job was done, they didn't have to stand any longer and protect or guard mercy or prevent anyone from touching mercy because mercy can be touched, it can be accessed, it can be retrieved, it can be received. Anybody, everybody, whosoever will can have access to mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when she looked inside, they were sitting down because they don't have to guard mercy anymore. Whosoever will, let him come looked at her and said who are you looking for she said I'm looking for Jesus I love the response of the angels throughout the scriptures why seek ye the living among the dead he's not here he's risen from the dead that, why, why? you're looking in the wrong place for Jesus you don't need to look in a graveyard for Jesus Jesus is alive and Jesus is well Jesus looks at this Mary comes away and, and the Bible says she looked over and she saw Jesus she saw Jesus the Bible says she was weeping but she saw Jesus and she was still weeping because she thought he was the gardener that's just somebody pulling weeds that's not Jesus that's just somebody over there doing some some daily work some activities that are mundane that's not Jesus Let me tell you something. You need to be able to see Jesus in the little things of life. You need to start opening your eyes and seeing that God has blessed you with so many blessings. Blessings that we can't even contain. Sometimes you just need to sit back and say, Lord, you have been so good to me. I wonder if you could do that right now. Lord, you have been so good to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't just suppose, don't just suppose that it's somebody else or something else. I know you've been traumatized. I know you've been through a crucifixion. You've been through problems more than enough, but I'm telling you Jesus is near you. That's not just a gardener, that's Jesus. That's not just oh, that's not just a little blessing at work. That's Jesus. That's not just a little, that's not just a little joy that swept over your soul. That's Jesus. That's not just a little reminder that the Lord is with you. That's Jesus in your life. You need to recognize Jesus when you see him. Don't let your grief and your pain and your shame and the problems you've been through deprive you of recognizing Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus, the gardener, walks over there. He's got his overalls on and his hat on. He stops the John Deere tractor, turns it off for a moment, and says, why are you weeping? And she says, because they have taken my Lord's body. I don't know where they've placed it. I need to find His body. And Jesus said, Mary, that's all it took, was for her to hear Him say her name one more time. Because nobody says your name like Jesus says your name. Nobody breaks bread the way Jesus breaks bread nobody gives direction like Jesus gives direction when he said cast your net on the right side of the ship and nobody speaks your name the way Jesus speaks your name you know what you need to do you need to get close to Jesus again and say Lord I feel all alone Lord I feel like hope is gone Lord I feel like things could never get better because of all that I've just been through but if I can hear you say my name one more time Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I can just feel your presence once again in my life. Lord, if you can give me direction one more time. I've labored all night long. Can you tell me how to cast this net? I'm going to tell you Jesus will show up and show out and you'll recognize him for who he is. He is still with you. He is still with you. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He has not abandoned you. He is with you. His presence is here. His peace is here. His joy is available to you. If you believe it, just lift your hand and just thank him for it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on, lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I feel your presence, Lord. I know that you are near me, O oh God. I know that you are near me, O oh God. Oh, if you could stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. If you could stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to share with you an experience that I had. The experience was that I, I just didn't... I just didn't feel the Lord. Have you ever been there when you didn't feel the Lord? It's a scary, it's a scary place to be. Because you know he's there, you know he's near, and then all of a sudden you don't feel him. And it it kind of it kind of shocks you a little bit. And I remember, I remember I was I, I was actually I was developing messages to preach. And I said, Lord, but I don't I don't feel you. And I want I want to feel your presence. I said, Lord, what's what is this about? And I and, and I felt the Lord begin to speak to me and, and direct me. And he was simply saying, I'm I'm not allowing you to feel me on the level you are. I'm calling you up into a greater glory. And I won't, I won't, I won't let you feel me because as long as you feel me where you were. You're going to get comfortable and lazy. But I'm calling you into a greater glory. And I need you just to step on in here with me. If you're having trouble feeling the Lord, don't be afraid of that. He's calling you into a greater glory. You just step on in and recognize this is Jesus. This is the Jesus I've been walking with all these years. This is the Jesus I've been talking to all these years. This is the Jesus I've grown to love all these years. He's in another He's in another realm. He's got a new glory. He's got a resurrected body, but it's, it's still my Jesus. Jesus. And I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let him lead me into green pastures and lead me beside still waters. If that's what you want, reach out for him right now. If that's what you want, reach out for him right now. God, I need you. I need a, a fresh touch of your spirit. I I need a fresh touch of your spirit. Oh hallelujah! Oh hallelujah! Oh hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Oh, blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. You may not recognize him, but I promise you he's visiting you. If you need to see him afresh, I want you to come right now and say, Lord, I need to see you again. I need to experience you again. I need to feel you again. I need to know that it's you, Lord. Help me, God, to see you break that bread again. Speak my name, Lord. Speak my name. Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am again, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift up a praise unto the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Jesus. Come on, I know you know the Lord our God is one. Have you you been in connection with him for a while? Well, I know you know he's the Messiah. Have you talked to him close up firsthand for a while? Oh, I know, I know. You, you know all about Him. He walks on water. He walks through walls. Hallelujah. He heals the sick. He opens the eyes of the blind. I know you know all about Him, but but, but would you recognize Him if you saw Him and He looked like a gardener? Would you recognize Him if you saw Him and He looked like a, a trial? Would you recognize Him if you saw Him but He looked like... Something you didn't expect him to appear as? Would you recognize him if he just walked up beside you on your, on your way to work and started talking to you? Would you recognize him? He said, He said, you see him a lot and just don't know it's him. When did we see you? When you saw the least of these. That was me. It was me in that prison house. It was me it was me with with no clothing it was me with with no food it was me with no shelter you you know all about me but you don't recognize me when you see me it was me it was me your brother your sister that you needed to forgive it was me you didn't forgive it was me that you didn't love come on god wants to draw you closer to him so that you can recognize Him anytime, any place. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's find a place to seek Him right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The more I find You, Oh, hallelujah, the more, I love the more I love you, Lord, the more I seek Come on, that's it. Seek the Lord while he may yet be found. Seek the Lord while he may yet be found. I love you I want to sit at your song feet song Drink from the cup in you your hand
1: Lay back, back against, against
0: you, you, you And feel your, your, your heart be Hallelujah! This love this is so Oh, It's more than, than I, I can sing. stand I dancing over me, thank you, Jesus. Well, the, more I I you. the more I see, the more I seek you, Lord, the more, the the more, more I, I find you, and the more I find you. your feet, drink from the Cut cup in your hand, lay back against you, Henry, feel your heart beat, this love is so deep, it's more than I can stand, I'm in your peace, it's overwhelming, Can stand. Yes, you. I do, Lord. Oh, hallelujah! The more I seek, the more I find you. The more I find you. The more I find. the more I love you, hallelujah, sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hands, lay back against me and breathe, feel oh. your Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. John said, I was in the spirit of the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, Unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and Sardis. Unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. John said, I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the foot, and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. We learn later that those seven golden candlesticks were the seven churches, and that Jesus was in the midst of the churches. John heard a voice, and when he turned to look, before he saw Jesus, he saw the church. So many times, we can't see Jesus, because we're looking at the church. We're looking at other things, other people. But I wonder if we could just get our eyes upon Him. I wonder if we could just get our hearts fixed upon Jesus. Hallelujah. A fresh, fresh focus upon Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands with me all across this building. And lift your hearts with me. And begin to say in your way to Him, Lord, I want You. I want You. I want You, Lord Jesus. I don't want anything to confuse me. I don't want anything to, to come between you and I. I want you, Lord. The Scripture said that I may know Him. Him. Not just know about Him. I want to know Him. I, want, I don't, I don't want to know What others say about Him, I want to know Him. I want to see Him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift up a a prayer unto Him right now. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Upon Jesus. <laughs> Come on, that's it. Go ahead, go ahead. In His wonderful. Come on, lift up a prayer.